Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. We do have breaking news today, and you're the guy that's behind this. Over to you, Moose. We're going to Montreal. Ta-da! We are taking our show on the road. Thursday and Friday, we'll be on the air from, uh, from the Stanley Cup Finals. How cool is that? Yes, live Thursday, Friday from Montreal, downtown Montreal, in advance of Game 3 of the Stanley Cup Final. We will be there live. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Batten down the hatches and away we go with another edition of the Rod Peterson Show. You might, you might remember that. That's Ed Whalen, the famous uh, Calgary Flames broadcaster. But most of you that know Ed will know him from his Stampede Wrestling days. But I thought we'd throw a tribute to Ed to start the show here today. And we're going to get into Calgary Flames broadcasting in just a minute. My name is Kelly Rempel. I'm happy to be sitting in the big chair here today. Of course, uh, Rod Peterson and Darren DuPont enjoying some heat out in Montreal, Quebec. Where would you rather be today if you're a Canadian than sitting in that market? Wow. Good call by those guys. And as they just mentioned, or you heard some of the audio, they're going to be doing the next couple of shows, both tomorrow and Friday, from Montreal, Quebec. Embraced in the culture of the Stanley Cup championships as the Montreal Canadiens will try to snap a, uh, a one-game losing <laughs> skid here tonight when they take on the Tampa Bay Lightning in Tampa. But, of course, they go back for games, I believe it's Friday and Monday uh, in Montreal. So that'll be lots of fun. So tune in tomorrow. But today you're stuck with me. And I got a, a very, very good friend that's going to be joining me as the co-host in just a minute. But we got to take care of some housekeeping. Today's warm-up presented by Ecole Electric. Let's get to work. And listen live at rodpeterson.com, presented by Crazy Kirby Cazell and the gang over at Suds Car Wash. You want to check them out as well. We talked a little bit about Ed Whalen a few minutes ago. And somebody that's done his fair share of broadcasting over the last few years from the Ed Whalen Press Box at the Saddle Dome in Calgary is my good friend and the co-host of the show today, the impeccable... Peter Labardius joins us from Mississauga, Ontario. Lou, I'm a little fired uh, up. I'm a little fired yeah, up I'm this a, morning. I, I'm a lot fired up in what we're hoping to have today, and we understand that they've gone into the bullpen for the Rod Peterson show, and I'm not opposed to coming out of the pen. Uh, I've done it a lot. That's fine. I don't know if we're going right-handed or left-handed today, but here's what I do know. On the theme that you've begun with, we're going to do all we can to accomplish a couple of things. We're going to be young today. We're going to be positive. We're going to get some work done here today. And it's going to be a ring-a-ding-dong dandy. So stay tuned because we have some kind of guest list coming at you. 
Oh, you got that right. And hopefully, Lou, there's no malfunctions at the junction. Well, but you, you know, never know. It is, it's live television. It's live you never know. Television. It is. Um, you know, and you're already looking so comfortable in that chair. We're going to have some fun today. Um, you know, for those of you who don't know, I think it's important to share a little bit. Um, you know, Kelly and I go back for what's unbelievable. We met all the way back in 1989, and it's an unbelievable story that, you know, fortunately he made some better decisions in his career and actually, you know, took some control, made a mutt, made money, um, you know, runs his own business. But, you know, we got to know one another, pal, a long time ago when you were uh, thinking about getting into this business. And I've always talked about your unbelievable talent and, and your gifts to entertain. And uh, Kelly decided that he wanted to phone me up at CKCK Radio back in 1989. And, hey, can I, can I come intern? I don't want any money. I just want an opportunity. And it built... Uh, a lifelong friendship and um, it's always fun when we can get together to chat. And it's been the first time, I guess, Cal, that we've done any kind of show on air since uh, you and I and Mr. DuPont did pre and post at the 2018 Memorial Cup in that great city of Regina. Yeah, that's that. Well, it's the last time that we've done, you know, anything that lasted longer than, you know, like a, you know, a 10 or a 15 minute segment. I think we've, we've been on to, on the Rod Peterson show a few different times, but nothing of this yeah, magnitude. We, right. we got, we got two hours here and speaking of our hosts, um, well, host, you co-host, uh, our guests, we're going to kick things off in a few minutes with legendary, not only junior hockey, but of course, everybody thinks about Theron Fleury. They think about his unbelievable time with the Calgary Flames. Uh, I know you know Theron quite well. That's going to be so much fun to talk to him. I want to do a bit of a deep dive into that old school hockey that that I know people <laughs> like to talk about. Then we got and Alan Miller. Too. Oh, and and we're going to get a little passion from him today, I would think. And then the director of player personnel with Hockey Canada's program of excellent excellence, another good friend, Alan Miller, is going to pop in after that. And then in hour two, Mike Babcock. My old boss, back in the Moose yeah. Jaw Warrior days. So there's, you got lots of warrior stuff going on here today. I know you're more of a Pats guy, right. but that's okay. Nothing wrong with that. But you remember, you remember that rivalry pretty well between the oh. Warriors and Pats back in the day. I can remember one Dude. call. I heard you on the other side of the crush. Ken, you were so excited. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what a show I put on that particular day. A crisp, constant overtime goal. Now, uh, now here is a great now here's a great story. I don't know how you become best friends with the person who does this to you, but I don't know if we've ever shared this publicly. So I why I not? I think I know where you're why heading. Not I don't... Today? Okay. So when I was the voice of the Pats way back in the late 80s and early 90s, which in some ways feels like yesterday, um, Mr. Rempel and his buddies used to sit about three rows in front of me um, to watch the games when I was doing the game and would absolutely mimic me and stand up after every warrior goal and mimic me. Now, I don't know how you go from uh, a guy that you wanted to stab three rows below you yeah. to one of your favorite people, but that uh, you know, that's part of the story as well. So, 
I always have a good time. But anyway, when you talk about that rivalry, and I've seen it from a lot of different angles, and um, you know, back back in the day, it was just it was so fabulous on a Saturday night, generally after a game in Regina on Friday to you know go into the crush can with 2,800 to 3,100 people, and place was buzzing, and you know, it, it just it, it's some of my fondest junior hockey memories, even though as a Pats guy, I, uh, I left that building many a night, not very happy to be frank. <laughs> and Kelly, as you know, back in those days, it was funny because there'd be some pretty easy Friday night wins for the Pats in Regina. And then, you know, Bob Lauk's junior or go on down the list. <laughs> Somebody Thomas. would root Scott Thomas some, and, you know, bless Scotty and all he's been through. Um, but yeah, you know, they'd score two in the third to ruin my night. Yeah, well, it, it was always 9-2 at the Agrodome on Friday or 8-1 yeah. or 10-2 right. or something. And then the next night, the Pats would, it was like, it was like Groundhog Day. The Pats would come out with a one or two goal lead. And then, mm -hmm. as you would say, as you have said a million times, that run, those fans yeah. would start getting behind the Warriors and you'd hear that, go Warriors, go, and all that craziness going on at the Crush Can. And somehow, some way, the most unlikely guy on the whole Warrior roster would, some, would you know, get an... Yeah. A, a late couple of goals or something, and the Warriors would win three to two or something on the Saturday back at the at the Moose Jaw Civic Center. Before we go on any further, how about this guy, Braden Point? Oh, the old bobblehead, Peter. Let me ask you this. Yeah. The for, speaking of the former Warrior, and yes, this inevitably with with. Al Miller, Theron Fleury, and Mike Babcock will take on a bit of a Warrior theme today, although I didn't really think about it that way until I started realizing all the guests. Um, is there any possible way that you could ever, even, even despite the fact that Braden Point as a 15-year-old scored two right. overtime goals in the 2012, I believe it was, playoffs, could you, yes. could, could you possibly have ever thought that this guy could arguably become the most clutch playoff performer in the National Hockey League? Well, I would say this, Kel, and, you know, we, we shared some of those moments back in 2012. I was on Shaw Television um, at the time covering the Western Hockey League playoffs for that organization, and, um, you know, anyone who knows me pretty well, and we'll get into this a little bit more with Alan Miller, is... You know, starting really from 14 or 15 years of age, one of my incredible passions is to, you know, watch young, somewhat elite players at that age and then follow their progression. As, as you know, Cal, better than anybody, that's, that's a big thing for me. But, you know, when you follow the Western League and hockey as long as I have uh, for a lifetime, and what I watch in those 2012 playoffs where you talked about the two overtime winners, um, you know, seven goals, 10 points, a guy who was about a buck 38 soaking wet at the time, but won battles, um, incredible intelligence. And, you know, it's interesting on a day that 
there was breaking news, and we'll get to this a little bit before the show is over, that, you know, Jonathan Taves uh, missed an entire season due to chronic fatigue syndrome. The 33-year-old, you want to talk about clutch, I think maybe as clutch a hockey player as I've ever seen in my lifetime. But, you know, Braden did show me certainly back in 2012 that nothing should surprise you. And, you know, Cal, I've always said this too. You know, whether it's whether it's Brad Marchand, whether it's Jonathan Taves, you know, I could go on down the list. But those special moments are not for everybody. And, no. you know, I, I almost feel, you know, proud every time I watch Braden Point, you know, because I've been watching him since he was a peewee and under 13, pardon me, um, you know, in Calgary. So I've watched him forever. Uh, he's just an awesome young person. He's a great player. If Canada goes to the Olympics in Beijing and the NHLers go, there's just no way he's not going to be there. This guy in the biggest moments, it just, you know, you and I have kind of coined a phrase. Um, your word is always, you just text me, you go point. And, and my <laughs> thing going all the way back to 2012 because one night when he scored in Madison Hat and I was hosting the game, I think I jumped about six feet in the air in front of Andy Neal and Grant Wilkins and yelled out, oh, my God, he did it again. Did it again. Yeah. He did it again. Because you're just not, you know, you're just not supposed are. to be able to do that at 15 years old. No. You've played with the Calgary no. Buffaloes all year. You get called in because their right. season's over. And you step in like you've been there all year. You're 142 pounds soaking wet and you just step right in and you're scoring overtime goals in the playoffs you're right maybe maybe we shouldn't be surprised because but the guy just won't extent, be denied Kelly, but to but to this extent no i mean, I, no I mean one, it's, it's unbelievable it is it is you know he's he's become one of the best players in the entire league three assists is you know we get set for game number two of the stanley cup final tonight in tampa bay um, you know, he and Kucherov as dynamic a duo. Don't forget about Andre Pilat on the other side of that line as they're three wins away from a second straight Stanley Cup. Um, you know, it's just, it's been incredible, incredible to watch. And, you know, while we're on this topic, it's funny. There, there's memories that last for a lifetime. And, and you were there with me. Um, we went to a practice on a game day during that warrior playoff run and we were sitting together and I was watching Braden, you know, very, Interact. very closely. Cause I, and, and the, yes, the way he interacted, you could just see the respect of the 19, you know, the Edmondsons, the, the two time world junior member, Quentin Howden, they loved this guy. They knew. You know, I even heard Joel talk the other day about Braden and said, you know, that's when he knew that there were some pretty great things on the horizon for this player. So, yeah, I'll never forget that practice, watching him interact, how they welcomed him. Because, you know, guess what? A lot of times a 15-year-old comes up and, you know, he's got a lot of pomp and circumstance and 
Guys aren't ready to buy no. in right away. No, he didn't pay his right? dues. How does he step in and play be a top six right. forward? I've been, here all, I've been here all year, and he gets to just step. Well, guess what? If you were scoring, you know, clutch overtime goals in the playoffs, you would be. But, yeah, I agree with you 100%. And, you know, um, this is probably a, a nice segue into talking to Theo in about five minutes when we talk to Moose Jaw Warrior and Calgary Flame legend Theron Fleury. But if you think about it, Peter, and I, I believe this, okay, and some people would say, ah, come on, quit being so dramatic. But what do those two guys have in common? I guarantee you their whole life was spent listening to people that don't know half of what, don't know a tenth of what they know, have no business making comments Guys like you and I, guy, just your average guy, saying, well, he's too small. Right. You know, I mean, I remember Rob McLaughlin telling me that people laughed at him when he picked Braden Point in the first round with the Warriors at 10 or whatever it was. They said, you know, mm-hmm. he's, he's not going to be able to do in the Western League what he can do in Bantam. Yeah, he could run the show in Bantam, but he's tiny, and he's not a great skater. And you're going and you're gonna, to you're gonna take him? In the first round, and then he goes to junior and he tears it up there. World junior played hurt the whole tournament. And then, you know, what happens? Well, who's going to, I mean, realistically, you know, is he going to be able to do that at the next level? Because he's so small. And you, you, we got about a minute here, Peter, but you can't tell me that a lifetime of listening to this nonsense, it doesn't fuel your fire. It has to. Well, of course it does. And and again, um, passion. In the case of Braden, and I give his dad, I know we got to run, a lot of credit because he coached him all the way up. I've spent some time with Grant. Um, you know, he sees the game at a really high level. He's coached a lot of elite junior players in spring camps. But, you know, Braden's smarts, intelligence, the way he knows the game, the way he even back in 2012 used his body and stick to win battles against way heavier, way larger people. Um, Like I said earlier, you know, the only thing I can say is what an absolute pleasure to watch this young man's journey. And there's lots of wonderful chapters left to be written. We're just getting heated up, folks. You ain't seen nothing yet. Don't go away. We got Warrior and Calgary Flame legend, NHL hockey legend, Theron Fleury, coming up right after the break here on The Rod Peterson Show. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You got to subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. You know, if I keep doing these shows to fill in for Roddy when he's away in Montreal and Darren on vacation, when some of us are back here working, I'm going to demand my own promo. That's that. That's what you you do not, Clark. I've got my own. They're telling me that there may be a chance I get my own promo today. Could you? That's when you know you've made it in this business is when you get your own promo. It doesn't matter what they're paying you. Give a guy his own promo and his ego. They won't be. They'll have to butter my hips to get me through the door. My head will be so big. 
Game Plus Network, we're all over the United States now, folks. It, this is not just a Saskatchewan show anymore. Of course, you can listen live at rodpeterson.com, presented by Suds Car Wash. Kelly Rample, Peter Labardius, we're going to thoroughly enjoy this next segment. I just know it. Joining us from, I believe, I'm assuming, Calgary, Alberta, Moose Jaw Warrior legend, Calgary Flames legend, my favorite player of all time in any sport, the great Theo Fleury joins us. As you can tell, Theo, I didn't need Red Bull or coffee this morning. Having you on the show, I am some fired up. Well, I appreciate that. Uh, it's great to be with you guys. And uh, yeah, what a what a crazy time we're living in right now. <laughs> That's true. Uh, somebody told me yesterday, they said, uh, if you start running out of things to talk to Theo about, just talk about either Justin Trudeau or COVID, and then you could pretty much leave the room. I said, trust me, Yo. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't think we're going to have any trouble filling the segment. We got lots of, <laughs> we got lots of, and we don't to need to go there either. No, no, no. Hey, Theo, good Why to not? have you. <laughs> uh, thank you. Uh, I'm fully in, man. I'm all in. Beat. I'm all in. Yeah, well, how, I know you. I don't. That's why I we love care you because anymore. you've always I been all in. I don't care anymore. <laughs> so, well, you must have been. You must be watching the Stanley Cup playoffs. Tell you the truth, Theo, I kind of like to do more of a deeper dive into old time hockey and old school and like the yesteryears oh. because I'm a guy mm-hmm. that still listens to Def Leppard, Motley Crue, and that kind of music. So I tend to like to go back in time more than sometimes living in today. Um, especially with sports and hockey, but just I got to get your thoughts so far on the Stanley Cup playoffs. I mean, I'm sure you're watching a little bit. Um, what do you think from what you've seen? Well, it's it's the NHL playoffs. Anything can happen, right? And uh, you know, obviously Montreal was given zero chance to you know yeah. have any impact have any impact at all, and. Uh, you know, they forgot about 31, you know, Carey Price. And, you know, every championship team that I've been on, which is many, yeah. uh, you know, our goalie in every case was either the best player or one of the best players uh, on our team. And so, um, yeah, it's been, it's been really uh you know, I don't know how Vegas loses to Montreal, you know. Uh, I don't know how Toronto loses to Montreal. But obviously, um, you know, mom- the playoffs is all about momentum. And when you lose the momentum, it's really, 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 really hard to get it back. And Montreal, uh, in their first series, were down three games to one. They won game five. And the rest has been basically history because they haven't given given up the momentum since, you know, since game one of the, you know, the Stanley Cup uh, final. You know, I when I think about, um, and now we're going straight back in time, but the last couple of years, Theo, and Peter and I talk about this a lot, there's been flashes of yesteryear. I mean... Um, every once in a while, you know, um, there's a Kachuk or, a, you know, somebody that comes along and, and kind of reminds you, just kind of, there's that moment of, this is what it was kind of like back in the 80s. 
And mm-hmm. the kids nowadays, they got to go to YouTube to even find something that would even remotely resemble what hockey was like back in the day. When I think of you, I, of course, I think of being a 12 or 13-year-old kid. And you and I talked about this when we had a moment where we could share back at the alumni uh, game back in 2008. But mm-hmm. I remember every night there was fervor. There was atmosphere. There was edge. You guys would play the Regina Pats on a Saturday, and I couldn't, I couldn't even, like, my whole day, if they played on a school night, I couldn't even focus on school. It was that much fun. The Flames, yeah. the Oilers, like, yeah. it, was, it was war. It was literally yeah. war. Do you ever watch games now and yell at your TV, does anybody hate anybody anymore? Or do you, do you, do you, do you, how do, when you watch today's game, and, the, and let's be honest, uh, and I'm not trying to bring it downer, but the passion isn't quite what it, what it once was. I don't think I'm letting the cat out of the bag there. What does somebody like well, you think about it? <laughs> well, you know, I think there's one guy in all of the history of the Moose Jaw Warriors who doesn't get enough credit. And it's a guy named Mark McKay. Okay. Yes. Mark yep. McKay was a 20 year old veteran that came to Moose Jaw the very first year we were there. And we had guys like Mike Keene, Kelly Buckberger, myself. Um, and, you know, Mark was such a mature guy. And he really uh, taught us early on in our young careers, what it was, what a professional person was supposed to act like, play like all those things. And, and, uh, you know, he was such a great guy and a great person to bring in that first year in Moose Jaw. And he was such a hard worker. Uh, every, every night he played and competed at the highest level every single night, which taught us to do the exact same thing. And then, and then you look at all the guys that have gone through Moose Jaw who all have Stanley Cups, who've all been captains, who've all been leaders, and it all started with Mark McKay. Interesting. Well, I remember him telling a story, and then I remember Kelly Buckberger telling the same story, and the two stories were exactly the same. So that's when you know the story's right, because both guys tell the exact same story. <coughs> you guys were, remember Stewie over at Bia Sport? He uh, yeah. was fitting you guys for coats or something, and Buckberger showed up about 20 or 25 minutes late. And he walked in, and he was kind of holding things up. And uh, Mark went over to Kelly, and he said, what happened? And Kelly just said, well, I don't know. I, I'm late, I guess. He goes, well, we're not late here. Like, this guy's yeah. given up his evening. He's coming in. He could be home with his family. Every single one of the other 22 guys were here at 7 o'clock. You don't show up at 7.20 just because you kind of think it's something that you want to do. That's not how we do things. Do you understand that? Do you understand that? And Kelly's like, I got it. Yeah. I got it. That's probably the kind of stuff you're talking about, right? Respect. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And he was a professional from day one, you know? Yeah. And I think that that, uh, the way that, that he, he handled himself that first year really set up the whole entire Moose Jaw Warriors organization where, you know, the guys that came after, you know, uh, should be reminded of 
you know, a guy like Mark McKay because, you know, he was just a natural born leader. Uh, he was very humble. He was very, um, he was nice to everybody. He was great in the community. And, uh, you know, th that's the thing about Musha and people don't realize is Musha is a very special place with special people, uh, quality people who they basically, you know, we went there as kids and left as men. You know, yep. because and and uh, and not only, you know, uh, we we were leaders, you know, we became leaders, you know, in the NHL, you know, Kelly and Mike and Odeline, myself, Jim McKenzie, you know, now Braden Point, you know. So, you know, I don't think the, the Warriors organization gets enough credit for the amount of, uh, you know, really, really quality human beings that they produced that went into the NHL and, and uh, didn't miss a beat from from their time in, in Musha and were able to make that that jump very quickly. You know, you look at a guy like Mike Keane, who wasn't even drafted and, uh, you know, went on to have one of the most incredible careers anybody could possibly want to have as an NHL player, Kelly Buckberger, you know, uh, all those guys. So it was, and we were all together, you know, and, and, you know, the Kevin Harams and the Kurt Lactons of the world too, and Kent Hayes's and, you know, all those guys were just really, really great people. And when you have great people, you're going to win. Troy Edwards, all kinds of good guys. Before I turn Peter loose on you, uh, you said something when you were speaking at the Pats dinner, which is funny because <laughs> whoever thought Theron Fleury would be a keynote speaker at a Regina Pats dinner about that alumni weekend, you said, <laughs> you, <laughs> you said in front of that packed room, you said something that, that as a Warrior fan, I was the only one in the room, I, I, I wanted to stand up and go, yeah, but I didn't. But you said, you said, you said, you know, and as far as all you Pats fans go, and there's this little murmur in the crowd, you said, you could say whatever you want about Moose Jaw and, and, you know, the deliverance and all this other kind of stuff. But when that building got rocking on a Saturday night at the old Crush Can, I would take that over this Brandt Center, Agrodome, any day of the week, you guys can stick it or whatever it is that you said. And of course, everybody gave you up. What do you remember about those times? Those, that atmosphere, that electric atmosphere in that building? Well, it was the time of our lives. You know, we had no responsibility other than the fact to show up and play hockey. We didn't have kids. We didn't have mortgages. We didn't have anything. We just, it was the time of our lives, you know? And that's what I always tell kids now. I go, from the time you strap on the skates until the time you become an adult, this is the time of your life and enjoy absolutely every single thing about it. Because, you know, when when responsibility uh, hits, uh, it's different. You know, it's different. And, uh, you know, yeah, the whole Graham James thing happened at the beginning of my career when I was in Moose Jaw, but it was the people of Moose Jaw that really, um, you know, were there for me always. They still are there for me. You know, I go back every summer and, and go to the golf tournament and see all the, the, the same people that were there when I played and are part of the booster club and are part of, you know, raising money and, and all that stuff. And so, there was no better place to be on a Saturday night than the cru the crush can, you know, playing against the Regina Pats. And, uh, you know, 
that rivalry set me up for when I got to Calgary and played in the Battle of Alberta because it was very similar. You know, when you were putting on your equipment, you weren't getting ready to play a hockey game. You were going to war. And uh, the ultimate uh, thing was the W, and you did whatever it took to get that W because you didn't want the other team to have any upper hand at any point during the season. And, uh, you know, the, those those games were the funnest to play in. As an athlete, those are the games that you want to play in. And if you don't want to play in those games, you should probably do something else. Peter? Theo, um, right under your name, I see Stanley Cup champion, Olympic gold medalist 2002, the greatest day of probably um, my life in a lot of ways, I have to be honest with you. I uh, think about your World Junior Championship in 1988, but I want to start because we're in the middle of the Stanley Cup final. Yeah. You and the Calgary Flames in 1989 still lay claim to one thing. You won the Stanley Cup in Montreal at the Forum. So, yeah. you know, now they're at the Bell Centre. Where does that take you to when I bring up that phrase? Well, I think, you know, when you're when you're playing road hockey in Russell, Manitoba, and it's minus 50 out, you know, you're playing in this game seven of the Stanley Cup finals, right? And, um, you know, I think first and foremost, you dream about getting to the NHL. And then when you get to the NHL, you dream about winning Stanley Cups. And for me, that happened, you know, within six months. And, uh, you know, I was probably too young and too naive to really understand the magnitude of what, what I was about to uh, accomplish with, you know, my team. And, uh, um, but, uh, you know, I always go back to quality of people, always quality of people. And, you know, you look at that 1989 Stanley Cup team and the quality of human beings and the quality of people that we had in that dressing room, you know, you can't lose with people like that, you know. And, uh, you know, not only were they great hockey players, but, you know, they were even better people from Lanny all the way down to, you know, Stu, uh, who made the coffee and folded the towels and did the laundry, you know, and Bearcat and Alcat and, you know, Al McNeil and Coatsy and, you know, everybody. It was just a really, really incredible, special group of people that only comes around, you know, every once in a while. And, and uh, you know, the unfortunate thing is we didn't win more because we should have. You know, and uh, and I think for me, that's the part that doesn't really sit well with me now that I'm retired was, you know, that we had lots of opportunities after that that weren't as successful as as, uh, you know, the 89 team. But, uh, you know, being uh, a person of Métis descent, you know, my family during that final, half of my family was still cheering for the Montreal Canadiens, you know? <laughs> and, uh, and, and to go into, you know, the forum in Montreal and, and carry the Stanley Cup around and being that one and only team that has ever done that, that's, you know, just like a cherry on top of the Sunday. Theo, um, 
I won't be offended no matter what answer you give. I don't know what your schedule is like. I would be remiss if I didn't ask you, would you be willing to, to stick around for two more minutes while we do a break? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, okay. I got lots of time. Yeah. Okay, well... My I, tea time's not till 3.30, so... Okay, so we got... Okay, well, we might keep you that long, if, or at least if I had my choice, <laughs> I would. Uh, anyway, let's go to a commercial. You're watching the Rod Peterson so- Show. We'll be back with Theo Fleury right after this. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now back to the studio with Rod. Kelly Rempel and Peter Labardi is filling in for the immortal Rod Peterson as he and Darren Dupont are in Montreal, Quebec, uh, getting ready for what will eventually be Game 3 and 4 of the Stanley Cup Championship. And we are talking now. We're going to jump right back into it. Theo Fleury, hockey legend, joining us at this time. Peter, I don't want to hog all the questions. Why don't you fire away and ask Theo something that's been on your mind? I know there's a couple things you'd like to talk to him about. Well, I mean, there's lots that I could throw at Theo, and and I want to end today um, on a fairly serious one that obviously, Theo, you would have lots to say. Um, You know, you have made such a difference in your life with all you've gone through. and, And I think, you know, when it's all said and done, um, what you've done for other people, the awareness you have created will probably leave a bigger legacy than what was an amazing hockey career that I enjoyed almost every step of the way. Now, um, it's not been easy times for the Indigenous community, and I, and I don't think we can finish today without giving you an opportunity um, to share your thoughts on uh, the atrocities and and some of the findings that have gone on in the last several weeks. Yeah, but you know, here's the thing: we already knew, right? We already knew about this uh, for a long time, you know. And you know, I've spent you know the last 13 years visiting 420 of the 630. First Nations communities, and and you know the the number one topic uh, that we discuss is you know the trauma that surrounds the residential school system, and uh, and you know how I see this is you know we're presented again with another lesson from the from the universe, right? That you know are we gonna finally heal from this or are we going to continue to slough it off and and you know not deal with it properly but as a guy who's been on his own path and his own healing journey uh you know what happened in the 420 communities that i visited was the indigenous people gave me back my life spiritually because i started to participate in ceremony, you know, using the smudge, using the sweat lodge, you know, using the drum, the pipe, the sun dance, you know, all the very traditional ways of, of healing in the traditional medicines. And, you know, I really believe in my heart of hearts that the indigenous people all over the world have the greatest untapped resource of medicine that the world needs to heal because trauma 
is at the core, at the base of every single issue we have in society. And, and unfortunately, we haven't done a great job of creating a safe space uh, in the world to be able to talk about trauma where I can stand on a stage and say, you know what, I was raped 150 times by my coach. And to say that with no shame, uh, no more guilt, and uh, I'm putting it out there to hopefully um, help somebody else who's had the same experience as me. You know, and then you look at uh, that child and human trafficking is the most successful business on the planet that makes $150 billion a year, which is $60 billion more than Amazon, which is considered the most successful business on the planet, is that, you know what, it, you know, and we have the Chicago Blackhawks allegations out there right now, uh, you know, We've had the gymnastics scandal. We've had the Penn State scandal. We've had the Catholic Church scandal. We've had the Hollywood scandal. Like, when are we going to finally acknowledge that, you know, abuse of people is no longer tolerable? And the people that abuse other people need to face consequences and 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 you know the finding of the graves is just another example and another sign from the universe that let's deal with this finally once and for all let's deal with this in the proper way and what is the proper way healing 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 you know the planet needs to heal after what has happened in the last 18 months, you know, it's time to heal. And I'm a perfect example that healing is possible. You know, healing is possible. If you do the work, healing is possible. And where have I done all of that work? I've done the majority of my work in the Indigenous community with the spiritual leaders, with the medicine men, participating in ceremony, you know, all of these things. And that's why I say it's the greatest untapped resource of medicine. And, you know, we're, we're living in a world where, you know, uh, you know, vaccines are considered, you know, the, the next step in healing. And, and what I understand and what I know from learning from the medicine people is that every single cure to every single Ill illness and disease is right out my back door. Everything that we need is right here. And it's not a synthetic version. It's actually a medicine, spiritual medicine, which comes from, from Mother Earth. That's what I know. And I think that's where we need to get to. Wow. Will we get there? We haven't gotten there in you know, a thousand years, but the universe keeps putting this lesson in front of us. Abuse, 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 abuse. It's everywhere. And it's happening every second of every minute of every hour of every day. Some little kid is being abused. And there's a 10-year-old girl tonight that's going to be trafficked 10 or 15 times tonight in our province of Alberta. And nobody is talking about it.
So when people call me a tinfoil hat guy and a conspiracy theorist and all that, no, I'm a very intelligent, smart guy, and I have my pulse on what the hell is going on in this world. And if we don't stop the abuse, this is only going to get exponentially worse as we go along. Wow. That's some powerful stuff. Theo, I wish we got to run, but I wish you could be sitting in that chair and watching that comment board with all of the comments coming in. I can't read them all. There's 50 of them. Um, People around here. And and, and and ultimately, you know, I figured out a long time ago, uh, 5,763 days ago, I hit my knees in a washroom and I surrendered and I turned my will and my life over to the care of something greater than myself. Okay. And the day that I did that is the day that I started on the greatest journey of my life. It wasn't all that Stanley Cup and all that BS that I went through at the beginning of my life. I am living the purpose. I'm living my true purpose of my life and everything that happened to me led me to this place where I am today. And, you know, God gave me a voice and I'm going to continue to use it. And and I'm going to continue to use it in a very firm fact-based, you know, way. And like I said, um, you know, I'm tired. I'm tired right now because I've dealt more with suicidal people in the last nine or 10 months than I have ever been at any point in my 13 years, which means people are losing hope. And when you lose hope, we lose people. Exponentially, we lose people. And so, you know, we need to sell hope, you know, because hope, when you have hope, you can do amazing things. Theo, thank you so much for joining us today. I I hope you'll come back again. I know you will. You've always been a, a friend and you're welcome anytime on this show. And I can't thank you enough for sharing that and uh we do have to run here unfortunately we could, i could sit here all day but i don't know what else i can say than just thank you for sharing your thoughts today much appreciated yeah you're, thanks you're you guys Theo, and, you know uh, how Pete. you know how we feel about you buddy thank you i appreciate well the feeling is mutual always you know that so yeah i appreciate yeah. i appreciate the opportunity i appreciate the time and you know continued success you're watching the rod Get peterson well show don't turn your channel. We got Al Miller coming up shortly after the break. So powerful stuff here. See you after the break. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Send us your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now, back to your host, Rod Peterson. Woo! Kelly Rempel in the big chair today. Rod Peterson away today. He's in Montreal. They're getting ready for games three and four, which will be Friday and Monday. Rod and Darren DuPont. And so, uh, Kelly Rempel here. I'm in the big chair. And my co-host, Peter Labardius, joins me from Mississauga, Ontario. I got a shirt here, Lou. They wanted me to show. Yeah. Where can we get it? It's all backwards. I go right, it goes left. We, the North. Get it? We? Yeah. Come on, Savannah. I I got it. 
Come in. Yeah. Yeah. Keller at Lou. Well, there's been a few of those and a few come on tap L2s yeah. over the years as well. Yeah. Or uh, me yeah. back in the day. Puis Jolie à la salle de bain, which I think meant, <laughs> can I go to the washroom? Yeah. I spent the better part of yeah, my grade. Some... Yeah. One of, your, one of your greatest performances in that language, if I remember right, happened in Kelowna, British Columbia, the Memorial Cup. What was that one? <laughs> <laughs> We're not telling that story on the air. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Now I know what you. I thought you. Yeah. Well, now you yeah, know where I'm yeah, going. Yeah. 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 Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, nothing bad happened. Well, it's all good. Yeah. It's but, all good. You know. It's all good. Peter, what'd you think of that? Uh, you know how sometimes what you, can you, say? you think you're going in one direction and all of a sudden the car turns and you end up going somewhere else but then you kind of sit back and you go you know what i'm kind of glad the car turned because i don't know where you're gonna get that anywhere else no that that was so, about um, as is heartfelt and as appropriate too i might add um whether you agree with thurin or you don't agree with them about certain things that almost doesn't matter I don't know how anybody could deny this one. Like you can't, you can agree with his politics. You cannot agree with his politics. Right. Peter, in in thirty or forty five seconds, how, how can you argue with one thing that he just said? Well, well, I can't. And uh, I thought all morning about you know going down that road with him, but I thought it was really important. And um, I'm a big proponent too. Is yes, we have an avenue to talk about sport. But when you have a chance to make us all better as people, and I uh, meant it when I said it to him, I think his legacy of what he has done with an unbelievable journey is much greater than what he did as a hockey player. And we heard it in as powerful meaning from the heart way as you ever could. And that says a lot when you consider what he did in hockey. So that really puts it in perspective. We're coming back after the break with Hour 2. We have the Director of Player Personnel with Hockey Canada's Program of Excellence, my good friend, Alan Miller, joins us right after the break. Do not go away. Don't leave that dial. For more Rod Peterson On Demand, visit rodpeterson.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. 
Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.